Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Hey, guys. Hello. Good day. Good day. Guess what? It's We are like a week into November. You know what that means, everyone. Hallmark Christmas movie yes, season. Yes. Oh yes. I Absolutely. feel like we talked about this last year at this time too. Like time to start watching Hallmark Christmas. That's because they started on October twenty first. I noticed first that one came out. Yes, They're rolling across right. this thing. I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, as a lover of Christmas, what what is going on in your apartment currently? What do we have out for decor? Um, I have. Well, I have a chair that stays up Christmas themed all year long. Love it. Wait, how is a chair Christmas themed? It has a My Merry Everything pillow on it. And it has a. That is appropriate. It has a Christmas white throw with little berries on it that I got from a student. Yes. Um, so that always is happening. My stocking is up and my tree is up. <laughs> been Fully up. decorated? No. no Just no, no, no. like I have boundaries. Oh. <laughs> the tree healthy, go- healthy boundaries. <laughs> the tree goes up. The tree went up on October like 23rd, 24th. Yes. It's a tradition I started a couple years ago. <laughs> um <laughs> And I only put the tree up with the lights on. Yep. And then the ornaments go on after November. It's so nice. Because it gets dark at like four o'clock, it feels like. It's so nice to have those lights on. So here's here's how this tradition started. I've always loved Christmas. But in 2020, I got COVID in the middle of October. And this is like when he had to stay home for like a million years. Yes. (laughs) So I rearranged every room in my apartment. Yes. And I was like, I am so sick of being inside. And it snowed. Why was it? Why I was right? Uh-huh. It's like just had a, and I was like, the tree's going up. Yep. yep. And then I remember kids on Halloween walking past my house, being like, that person has their tree up. So here we are. They loved it. They <laughs> loved what it. The people it's for want. the people, right? And my give the people what they want. I, I also it. have almost all my Christmas gifts wrapped. So that's wow, you're also why I put that's the actually tree a really great. That's encouraging Chrissy. for all of us. We should be more like Chrissy. Yes, I'm actually really inspired right mm-hmm. now. I was mm-hmm. happy I got a few. We have three November birthdays between my siblings oh, yeah. and nephews, and, and we celebrate them anyways, all together. So that's coming up soon, and I was just impressed that a few weeks ago I got all the gifts yes. ordered for that. I'm like, look at me, like, three weeks ahead. But right. You are inspiring me. Like, I should start looking for Christmas ideas. Yeah. Amazon Prime Days got me. Oh, there we go. that got a lot done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good Saved work. money, except for I didn't save money because I forgot to push check out so <laughs> bought everything three days later <laughs> so much for those good deals yeah mm-hmm. everyone else in my family got good deals though yeah good we're happy for them mm-hmm. man uh, you can segue this clay yeah good sure luck. yeah we are at the end of the sermon we made it this is we're, we're at the end it's a couple of weeks left of like in you know in the rooms but we're we have this is the last podcast here Built around the Sermon on the Mount, the most okay. famous sermon of all time. Yes. I yep. love calling it the sermon. The sermon. I did too. Right. But yeah. I'm like, people might not know that you're talking about. What sermon are you talking about? Jesus' most famous sermon. So the, the words sermon. we were given are fun because they're kind of contradictory. Mm-hmm. The words for today are trust recklessly. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like when words don't make sense together because it makes yeah. me think. makes me think of right. Paul saying things like the cross is foolishness. Yeah. Paul did not think the Are cross was foolish. Oxymorons. I mean, that English. is a thing. But Anyone I don't know. in any English major, please correct me if I'm Send wrong. Send us an email. Yeah. 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 Or like an irony, like an mm-hmm. ironic statement, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Because you, you trust, you're not being reckless. So, what does that mean exactly? And so, um, 
as you've been thinking about, I have so many thoughts. I have so many random notes actually in front of me now. Yes. I'm not quite sure where we're going to go exactly. Um, that, let's call this um, edition of the podcast Deep Thoughts with Clayton Corver. Well, we'll see if they're deep or not. <laughs> wow. Um, I like it. I like it too. But uh, I'm just going to, I think, I'm not sure where to start right now. What do you think, Chrissy? She, okay. I don't have your notes. I was going to say. <laughs> That's I don't by know. design, everyone. This is, I was gonna, do you want me to define no. reckless? Because I looked that yes. up. Yes, do that. Okay. Yes. Was someone reckless. who loves words. So reckless actually is defined as without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. So it's not as like aggressive mm-hmm. with trust as I thought it was going to be. Oh, it makes sense. Without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. Yeah. Right. Well, because obviously when you're trusting, you don't care about, you know, like right. you're choosing that everything will work out yeah. how it yeah. should work out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I almost, feel like we, well, go ahead. Did, so did you look up what trust means? Do you have a good definition for trust? Let me pull up get, my handy dandy dictionary get, here. Get, there we go. Get one of those On posts. Because to me, I'm like, that would maybe even be how I describe trust. Like, uh, not caring about the consequences. Right. right or without thinking. Without thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that would be the part that I'm like, well, I think sometimes for trust, we have to be pretty intentional yeah. about it. But is that because we have mistrust? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think right now, trusting anyone or anything is pretty countercultural. We don't have a lot of trust in a lot of things. It's true. It's kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, so while we're looking mm-hmm. up trust, we got it? I got it. Okay. There's several. We'll do the first one. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Okay. Acceptance of the truth of a statement without evidence. The state of being responsible for someone or something. A person or duty for which we are, which one has responsibility. Hmm. So we were saying, we are saying that we think God is so reliable that we will hmm. trust without thinking. Yeah. Yep. To a degree. Yes. Yeah. Although I think he invites our thoughts. But he does. Yeah. Okay. Put those here. That makes sense to me a little bit. So what has struck me as we've gone over and over around the sermon is that uh, it is a thought. Jesus, you know, a different phrases. I've heard it called a modern day Twitter thread. I've heard it called a string of pearls. That's old school. Yeah. But to get from one pearl to the next, you have to follow the string or Twitter thread. Modern day, you can have multiple tweets, be it to follow the whole thread. Yeah. So historically, we like to pull parts out. But when we pull the parts out, it gets very confusing and actually hurtful and harmful. Okay. So the line I keep coming back to is how Jesus starts, though, that I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So if that's true, whatever is in the Old Testament, Jesus believes is good. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's supposed to be there. But perhaps what he's saying is you don't understand what we wrote. So we need I need to re-explain it to you. So the first half of the sermon is around how we think. The second half is around then how we walk it out. Okay. So the churchy words are orthodoxy and orthopraxy. So, you know, so the right thought leads to the right action. So he deals with our hearts the whole first half, 521 through 548. And then he gets into all these things as we walk it out that can be problems. So I wrote some of those down. Uh, 1 through 18 is the opinion of others. 19 through 24 is the wrong treasure. 25 to 34 is worry. Uh, seven, one through six is judgment. And all those things then impact what we ask and what we seek and what we knock for, what we're trying to get from God. If those things are out of line, we're going to ask for the wrong things. 
which leads to the wrong outcomes, which leads to us being angry and not trusting a good God. And then all those things are revealed in the fruit of our life. We talk about fruit here a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, you can't bear something that is not within you. So you just dealt with our hearts and what's ever in our heart must come out. Our common phrase with our little girls right now, we're trying to get them to understand what they watch and listen to is important. What goes into our eyes, we say, goes where, girls? They say, into our hearts. And then what happens? It has to come out of our hearts. Yep. So Jesus has been leading down this whole line to become different kinds of people. But do we trust the person he's bringing us to be? Yeah. Which got me thinking, did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So I went back to the very beginning of the story. Because there's a, a podcast I like, and I think I will have used this in a sermon at uh, some point in time. But uh, he always talks about, do you trust the story? Yep. So Genesis 1 through 3, he says, do you trust the story? And what's the beginning of the story? Hmm. God made you. He loves you. You are his very good creation. And his intention is for you to help him create a world where his kingdom reigns. But the problem at the beginning is that the people don't trust. So we don't trust recklessly. And so I'm really struck by that. Do I trust the story is kind of what I'm coming back to as we come to the end of the sermon. So Jesus is leading us somewhere. Do I trust where he's bringing me? Because a lot of times the end, some of the language and some of the final, the narrow road versus the wide road, you know, the good fruit. I think someone gets thrown out. Uh, uh, the, the final uh, piece on the house that are built on the right places, one stands, one's destroyed. We oftentimes equate that in our minds to like eternal destinies. Mm-hmm. But if we're reading through the sermon, is Jesus, does he ever mention heaven or hell? Really? No. no. I mean, maybe once. I can't remember. But it's, it's about how we live today and tomorrow and the next day. So I like this line. Someone said that a lot of people read the Bible as basic information before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E. We don't leave, right? The kingdom. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. (laughs) So Jesus is very concerned with how we live today. So how how we walk out what we believe, which requires deep trust. Yes. So I'm really struck by this. Do I trust the story that he, at the very beginning, that he shared with us or not? Yeah. Do any of these thoughts, do you guys have any wonderings about any of these thoughts or nothing yet? Waiting for Christy to poke a hole in what I said (laughs) in a good way. I don't have anything Um, yet. Well, first of all, I want to say you said you didn't know if all these thoughts went together, but I think they definitely, I was tracking with you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, um, so things that stood out to me are when you said Jesus came, didn't come to abolish, but to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never thought of it that way, that he was not saying, get rid of this way of living. So mm-hmm. don't get rid of the 10 commandments. Don't mm-hmm. get rid of things in the old Testament. Um, it's more so, yeah, he came to fulfill the law. So, mm-hmm. um, I know last time we talked a little bit about the Pharisees and how like we're kind of feeling empathetic toward them about them uh, wanting to follow the law to such a T mm-hmm. so that they could stay in right relationship with God because that's mm-hmm. all they knew how. Um, so yeah, I just thought of them again, like, man, mm-hmm. they 
did not know how to handle Jesus because he was flipping their whole world upside Mm -hmm. down. So, you know, you can very much see in them the lack of trust. They were trusting their own actions to be, Mm -hmm. to -hmm. be what would save them. Um, So, yeah. And so then I can, I can point that out in the Pharisees and then the Holy Spirit's like, but how, but what about you, Becky? (laughs) How are you? (laughs) Yeah. Where, where do you need help trusting recklessly? And I need that in a lot of areas, Mm -hmm. a lot. Cause I think so often I myself can be like, I can, you know, I don't ask for help. I can do this on my own. I can, um, yeah, if I do X, Y, Z, then God will answer my prayers. And mm-hmm. it's just not how he works, but right. it's how our human, my human mind just wants it all to be an equation basically. Right. So, right. I don't know. A few weeks back, I got to teach on the treasure portion. And uh, I read an interesting book around it um, that Jesus names money, mammon. It's a specific yeah. thing. The person's writing about that. And uh, the person called mammon today, modern magic. So it was a long book about technology. You know, It was mm-hmm. given to me by, you can probably guess who, technology, <laughs> the Reverend. Um, Rev <laughs> but uh, uh, he, he called it modern magic. So, you know, so know where your treasure is. It's all about how you see the world and be and beware of money because this is a problem for all of us. And one of the interesting thoughts was and taught, trust in the story because I think the sermon is all about people. It's about loving God, loving people. Is that mammon can actually make you think you don't need people. Yes. So he lays out this string where he's like, so let's say I order something online and then it comes to my house, to my door. I get it. Even if I don't want it, I put it back in a box and send it back out. So he's saying mammon today is actually creating a world where we think we can live independently of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So you call it modern magic, because that's not the intention. Because yep. the whole story is about how do I live in relationship with people? So mammon can make me think I don't have to trust anyone else when actually I don't until I do. So there will become mm-hmm. a time when I need people. But at that point, if it's too late, I will have none. And then how will I feel? So I was always struck by that when... Um, um, when Kelly's dad was um, getting ready to meet with Jesus, to be with him, the social worker came to our to his house, and we were all there at that time. And the person said, uh, "I'm just coming one time." And they're like, "Why?" He said, "Because this is unique. Wow. People don't have people when they die. Hmm. I come be their person, and people are left alone to die." Hmm. And so, like that, wow! I was like, "Wow, modern magic, like." We're creating a world where we can trust ourselves, we think. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the scary part. It's an illusion, just like magic right. is. That's, yeah. yeah, which kind of brings you to that, that final you know, paragraph, um, which I, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. But you know, so where, where have you built your house? You know, I heard a story once, a person, good story. Uh, uh, a pastor in Oregon, I think. And uh, he was growing up. And there was this house on the hill. It was like the house, mm. like the one, mm-hmm. you know, that has like, there's a gate, it's up high, yeah. can't really see it. It's like that, whoa, like what do they even do to have that house? Yep. And so you drive by it every day on your way to school. Like that's the thing that everyone was, I want that house. I want to be that person someday. But it was Oregon, right? It rains a lot in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And one day they drove by and the house was gone. It was just, just gone. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> Uh, where's the house? Where's my house (laughs) that I'm going to live in someday? There was so much rain, it just slid off the cliff. While they weren't there, they were safe. Yeah. But that was such an interesting... Interesting. Like you had, it's it's big, it's on the hill, it's high, it's powerful, and it just, 
it just slid off. Huh. And so when he would read this, he think he would think of that. Here's the person who is the pinnacle of what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just whoosh, gone because of a rainstorm, which is, you know, when the rain comes and the rain comes for all of us. Yep. What do we build on? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That was just a wild story. That is like, a that crazy, is crazy. Story. I've never heard that happening before. Right. So, yeah. More random thoughts? Can I keep going with random thoughts? Yep. So, back back in that beginning, Genesis, do we trust the story? The person who was teaching this was talking about uh, who heard that story? Who was listening to that story? It's probably the people at Mount Sinai who are going to hear this whole story for the first time, really. Okay. And he said, what was their life like before that moment? They were slaves to people they didn't trust yep. and they did not like. He said, what did they have to do all the time? They made bricks. Yep. And your value was tied to your production of bricks. So he thinks his wondering is why this story was so important for the Hebrew people was because for hundreds of years, you have been a slave and your value is tied to production. And here you have this story about a God who just, he made you on purpose with intention because he loves you. And he wants you to not just to build buildings for someone. He wants you to help him build the world because I like it. It all starts in a garden, an untamed garden and ends in a beautiful city. The person I heard this said, it takes a lot to take a garden and make it a city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to partner. So he said, this is such a an important story for people who think their value is tied to what they do, mm-hmm. their production. But do you trust the story? And so I was like, man, I think that if Jesus didn't come to abolish, but came to fulfill, we have to think rightly about the original story. And oftentimes we start in Genesis three mm-hmm. that we broke that we screwed up. Yeah. That's true. But it's not all the whole story. Right. That's not where it starts. You know, so trust in the story in all these areas, opinions, treasures, worry, judging people, which is just making value statements about other people where we don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. She's told some great parables about that shortly after the sermon. Yep. So I don't know. The ending, it's like, actually, I, I watched a person give a sermon on this and he just walked off the stage. Okay. Because <laughs> he's like, it ends with like a, what are you going to do? Right. Yep. yep. That's it. Make your choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, wow, Jesus, he is so stinking smart. He's so smart. So smart. Yeah. And fun and challenging and blows my mind. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Until we, until we have like recently in sermons in the rooms upstairs, Mm -hmm. uh, been digging into the sermon. I have never like realized how it's laid out so intentionally. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, one time when I was listening to pastor Kevin, he was just saying how even, so I'm reading your list of what we should reject. So the opinions Mm -hmm. of others, the wrong treasures, but let's say we, when we don't reject that. So if we're valuing the opinions of others and wrong treasures, that's going to lead to worry. And that leads to judgment. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that I'm like, 
It's so true. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. it makes so much sense when you say it that way. I had just never thought of it that way. And so, yeah, when you're worried and judgmental, what are you going to ask, seek and knock for? And that, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's a really good sermon. It is. Uh, I got to do a release blessing thing uh, a while back for me to flourish. And uh, it's interesting. Man, I just I love the Bible. So I was thinking about blessing. What's a blessing? Like the very beginning, God says, you're supposed to be a blessing. He blesses three things. And, you know, we talked this before, and I think in here, uh, animals, people, and time make more of it. Time yeah. is different. It's a different subject. But make more, make new life, do new things, bring this blessing to the whole world. Bless the whole world, not just this little garden, which was good, not perfect. Bring it everywhere. But blessing is such a weird, hard thing to like to grasp. What do I do? What does that look like? But it got me thinking. So the at the very beginning, this is an invitation to all people that God loves, that he made in his image to, to partner with him. How does Jesus start the sermon? The Beatitudes. Yeah. You are all welcome. No matter what. If you repent, turn to be part of this kingdom. You're supposed to be a blessing. Weird words. What do I do? He says, well, it's, it's easy. Just be salt. Just be light. So to me, it's like he's saying the same thing. I could be totally wrong. This is my own thing. <laughs> but I thought about that. Like a blessing, sometimes the best blessings are spoken because you can experience them. Mm-hmm. When you're salt, what do you do for people? You draw out what is good. Yep. By saying things, seeing things in them, shining light into their life and saying, this is what I see. Because you're made in God's image and he loves you and you're good. Mm-hmm. We're all broken, fault, Yeah, but but he sees some good things. Let's draw out the good things. So I, I don't know. I'm just seeing these fun. I could be missing parallels. <laughs> I don't think you are. But I'm like, this is so interesting because uh, in Jewish hermeneutics, I think we talked about it. The way you study your Bible is you look for the surface level things and then you have to go back and look for parts in the Old Testament and, and, and where are, what are they talking about? Because it was all oral culture, so they're always drawn on what they've heard. What's the context around that thing? And then pull it back into the present. So as I've been trying to do that, that's been ringing for me, that perhaps Jesus saying, this was the intention from the beginning, that you're all a part of this, to bring be salt and be light and bless our world and bring the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So choose. Do you want to or not? Do you trust? Recklessly. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, these are really good thoughts, Clay. Mm. So my, I just am like, okay, tangibly, I love everything you've said. Mm. So it's making me think, how do I mm-hmm. actually apply this in my life? Because it's all well and good to say, mm-hmm. just got to trust. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when we were talking about, so the sermon um, in the series of the Sermon on the Mount, the sermon about worry and not worrying, we got to discuss with our neighborhood groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, Pastor Kevin said, okay, discuss with your neighbors what you're worried about and, um, or what causes you to worry. And, and I am a fairly laid back person. Like it takes a lot for me to realize like, oh, I'm actually not trusting someone about that. Um, and it's all around my kids. Mm. Like I get really leery of other people around my kids. I Mm -hmm. get really, um, Mm -hmm. 
and and that's part of being a parent, right? Like we want to make sure that they are they have good influences in their life, and we want to. Uh, man, every day when you send a sixteen year old out on the road driving, mm-hmm. a, I'm trusting that people will around her will be driving safely, and trusting her that she will be driving, <laughs> you know, paying attention. And um, there's just so many, and I'm like, I, I worry about my kids more than I thought I did. When I mm-hmm. actually, it's just almost a habit, you mm-hmm. know. So I've been, yeah, just talking with God about that, like, Lord, Mm. show me what it looks like to actually trust you Mm -hmm. with their lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear all the nice, like, they're only ours for a little bit, and then they go off into the world. And, um, but what does that actually look like and mean? So, yeah, I just feel like he's really been challenging me, especially with an, an older child who's really thinking about what does my future look Mm -hmm. like? Um, I'm wanting to have all the answers for her and I'm wanting to have, and, and God's like, I'm going to, I'm going to help her with it. Like, this is her decision to make with me. And I'm like, Oh, but I want to control it. And I want to, yeah, (laughs) I want to find the best thing for her to do with her Mm. life. Anyways, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been an, an awakening that God's like, you're actually not trusting me as much as you think you are. And so, right. We're having discussion because CJ asked the same question in that yes. same day, I'm assuming, in the auditorium yes. about, and I was sitting with my group and I was talking about, like, similar to you did, I found, like, the root of all the worries. I was like, oh, when I do these things, it's actually the root of that worry is because I'm afraid of not being loved. Hmm. Yes. And so, like, that's why I worry about helping, making sure everyone feels good or, or I can when I tend to people please, things like that. It all comes from the root of I wanting to be loved. And so I think I, cause I, as you were talking to, I was like, man, I'm thinking the same thing about what does trust even look like? It's so mm-hmm. easy to be like, I trust. Cause it's like, this like weird, like mm-hmm. Imbi- imag- yeah, it's hard to, <laughs> like, it's hard to define invisible. like yeah. we were right. just talking about. Yeah. Right. And so I sometimes wonder too, like and by sometimes wonder, I mean like in this podcast, as we've been <laughs> talking, like what, where do we have a mistrust in our life mm-hmm. and how do we have to walk in that first to be able to find true reckless yeah. trust? So mm-hmm. like, do I have mistrust on earth because of something that happened? Do I have mistrust in God because of something I thought should go a certain way, but mm-hmm. it didn't. And how do I rebuild that trust with God? Because he is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He, yes, his way, we can say that his ways are perfect. <laughs> so, it's actually, mm-hmm. so it's actually all the work. On right. Our end. Right. right, right, because Ugh. like something happens and then we mistrust because we're broken humans. Mm-hmm. And so how do we work through that to rebuild the trust mm-hmm. so that we can trust recklessly without yeah. thinking or caring? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> how we do that, Clayton? Yeah. Well, you got me <laughs> thinking. So you got me thinking. I got, I got thought. Of, I think maybe. Um, so I've been, I'll never forget this is uh, uh, well, actually two things. Um, the old idea that we are judged for what we have done wrong but there's a rabbinic thought in that same day of you will be judged for what you did not enjoy. So there's, mm. it was two ways. So it's not just what I've done wrong, but God also says judgment day, judgment day. So God is saying, so sure. Like you, these are things that were just why you need Jesus. He said, but there are also things, all these great gifts I gave you and you did not enjoy them. Mm. So like, I'm not sure what to do with that, but I, I like that idea because to develop trust over time, it's very a very small incremental process. So I'm thinking, hey, how do I trust? Like all these areas, all these areas are full of good things. Other people, opinions yeah. of others, treasures, good mm-hmm. things in this life. Um, 
know, in the worry passage, clothing, what we eat, what we wear, those are all good things. Those are good gifts. Yep. Yep. So I'm wondering, if I'm going to start to trust God, perhaps I have to start enjoying what he's given me yep. and making like a daily, like, look for the good thing. Like a Like in that treasure passage, yeah. and multiple times he talks about our eyes, how we see the world, our vantage point of, and in that day, there's a good eye and a bad eye. The good eye, we talked about it, good heart, generous. Mm-hmm. We have a good God. That's the original story. Mm-hmm. The bad eye is he's not generous and we have a scarcity, fearful, anxious mindset. So I'm thinking about like, how do we start developing the trust is to see little things. Because I heard a person say this, if you look for little things every day or little prayers, little, little yeses, what you're doing is you're digging a really deep well mm. slowly and you're filling it with really good water. So that when the big moments come, when I have to truly trust, I can draw on this huge amount of water, even if it doesn't go the way I want. But I have so much trust built up because I've noticed all the things that he's done along the way. Mm -hmm. It's like when I think about like our kids, you know, or important people or being loved. Like, when have I been loved? Mm -hmm. Let's look for a good moment with my kid today. Mm -hmm. Like, that was good. Like, that was a good gift. So that hopefully, like he... Yeah, he loves more than me. Yeah, and slower time may we develop that, and so we it just it's just there. Like you, Dad's been saying, easily, readily, almost automatically. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It'll just come because we have done the work of looking for good things that he is doing. Because that's the original story: mm-hmm. a good world full of good people, helping him create a good creation. So, trying to get back to the story. Do mm-hmm. we trust that story? Yep. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder if there's a challenge in that. So like something that I've been doing over the last couple of maybe month or so is I've been doing, I've, I love examine. Mm-hmm. I love sitting at the end mm-hmm. of the week yeah. and doing an examine. And I know there's like a process for it and people focus on specific things. Um, and I've been focusing on how my mind has processed things throughout the week. So mm-hmm. like, how have I thought about things? How, when have my, when has my mind wandered? When yeah. have I, or, or like moments of like, wow, you, good job Chrissy you've grown in how (laughs) you thought about or how you experienced something and so I wonder if for November because you know we always do Thanksgiving e-things you know like what if it was a challenge of whether every day or Mm -hmm. at the end of your week can you look at your week and go okay these were the good things or Mm -hmm. this is where I trusted God Mm -hmm. and because what happens I think for at least in my own life is I begin to see okay this is how my mind has processed this and so I see the growth and then Mm -hmm. I also see the times that I have maybe not done it well but there's a lot more grace because I'm seeing where I have done it well so like if I if I'm looking for God has been faithful and if I'm trusting him Mm -hmm. then maybe there's more grace when I don't I'm Mm -hmm. like okay but we can get back yeah yeah so I don't know if that's a Absolutely. I no. love that idea. Lay that out for us, Chris. That's great. great. I like that. Yeah. There you go, everybody. Yeah. Journal about it. Yeah. Journal. Let us know how it goes. Write it on note cards. Write it on sticky notes. Yeah. yeah. Please do. Yeah. And if you have good stories or I mean, encouraging things, yeah. share them with Chrissy. She'll share them with us. Yeah. Chrissy K at drcpella.com. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's a great idea, Chrissy. As I, I like is we're, we're learning to recognize, even when we didn't get it or even when we right. didn't trust, oh, but we're taking the time to... And you you move in the right direction, right. one yep. click at a time. That's good. Yep. That's good. Yeah, I love I love that idea. I think, and I think share your stories. So yeah, uh, I know Chrissy because we are good friends outside of being coworkers. But mm-hmm. when you share with me, Chrissy, like 
ways that you've seen, you know, the, the things you choose to share with me, like I did this and this, and I am like, oh, that's so good. And then it encourages me to, mm-hmm. yes, I can grow in that way too. And so, yeah, I think share with people yeah. what, if you're comfortable, what you're mm-hmm. learning and stories are so huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm excited because the end of November gratitude journals come out, yes. man, yeah. if you want to hear good God stories, mm-hmm. yes. That is exciting stuff. Yeah. And you guys are just paraphrasing Jesus, you know, in the same way, let your light shine before people so that, I didn't say so that, but I'm saying so that purpose clause, (laughs) they'll see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. That's why you share it. We talk about motivation a lot, this whole series. That's a good motivation to share a good story. So great idea, Chrissy. I love at the end of the Sermon on the Mount and I have the Passion Translation open in verse 28, it says that by the time Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were awestruck by his teaching because mm-hmm. his words carried such authority, mm-hmm. quite unlike the religious scholars. And I just think of if we spend time, look, like we've spent time in this, like we've intentionally spent time in the sermon in church, like how can we be awestruck by the end because of what Jesus has done? Mm-hmm. And not just in scripture. I mean, yes, in scripture, yes. but then also in our own lives too, mm-hmm. because like we've talked about, mm-hmm. we're still in that string of pearls. That's right. Ooh, I love how the passion lays that out because yeah. I'm just even thinking back as we've been going through the sermon together, mm-hmm. how many times I feel like we're like, whoa, yes. <laughs> yeah. awestruck, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a perfect mm. way to describe it. Amen. Yeah. Hmm. Pray us out. I, I have, I'm not sure if people feel this as they're listening, but I have a, a sense of being odd, awestruck. Uh, wow. Yeah. Jesus, you are so incredible. God, you are so good. Spirit, thank you for how you, and you just constantly show us more about who you are. You are good. So just pray that we all get a sense of that today. And that uh, perhaps we get a sense of that each day so we develop deep trust, a reckless trust um, for life with you. Pray in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. 